Welcome, listeners, to another thrilling episode of Masks of Naya Lothotep on Garblay Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pulp Cthulhu Masks of Naya Lothotep. Um, we're back for another week. We are continuing on with the prologue in Peru. We're getting to the bottom of a mystery now. Some interesting developments happened last week. And uh, we're going to see where this takes us. But before we get started, let's do a roundtable. We'll get everybody to int introduce their characters. I know we have some plugs going on this week as well. And um, yeah, then we'll do recap and we'll play. So we'll start with Pete. Pete, tell us about LC and tell us about what you have going on. Hello, I am Pete and I am playing LC Ashford, uh, international cricket star who recently hurt himself on tour in Australia and is relaxing in peru <laughs> not so much uh, although he is proving his bowling skills um which has been fun um what have i got to promote well we're in the last 48 hours of Dodeca! Dodeca! my kickstarter uh my d12 <laughs> uh role-playing game for adventures in grimdark worlds with narrative character creation and world building we are closing in on the last stretch goal uh, I think we're about thirty pounds away, which is just a few pledges away from that final stretch goal, where we're going to create a little A5 screen that will go in the in the parcel and not increase the fulfilment costs. Hopefully, so that's good. Um, and yeah, it's been a, a fun wild ride, and I'm looking forward to getting this um, over the line and get finished writing it. So that's cool. Not stressful at all, right, Pete? No, not at all. <laughs> Watching and refreshing that number throughout the <laughs> yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Megan, uh, can you tell us about Gwen and also update us on your family board game uh, adventures as you make your way through the backlog? Um, so I've, I'll, I'll go with, uh, with my character first. I play Gwyneth Murphy or Gwen Murphy, um, an aspiring artist that um is i think bigger in her own head than in actuality um she came to peru to get a get a little bit of a break away from the crazy nightlife of new york city um and yeah having a great time freaked out of her little wits about what she's just witnessed but excited to see where she goes today um la last week or this week la yeah last week we played um stock ticker like i said uh a Canadian game was extremely riveting. Um, Canadian classic, I think you put it. Classic, right, right, right. And um, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, stock ticker. Aaron in the chat remembered. Of course, because it's awesome. Anyway, so we, my my youngest was extremely opposed to playing stock ticker, so this week was her choice, and we are playing fireworks. So it should be pretty good. I am not familiar with that. It's not a Canadian classic. No. I've never heard of Stock Ticker, to be honest. <laughs> I had different terrible Canadian board games growing up. I never Stock Ticker. Anytime you want to borrow it, Matt, I'll let you. All right, I want to borrow a Mad game. It's Mad pretty Mad. weird. What? Me worry? <laughs> All right, on that note, Callum, what do you, you got going on? You can tell us about Jaden, please. Yeah, I was muted. So Jaden Wallace, who uh, I was thinking about him a bit uh, before the session, and I think a way you could describe this 
dilettante homme fatale would be like picture a androgynous Lucille Bloom from Arrested Development, but friendlier. <laughs> but still, Lucille Bloom from uh, Arrested Development. And uh, yeah, he caught uh, or Frank Jackson alias sort of uh, besmitten Jaden. So we'll see if something happened on that front. Uh, on my own front, first of all, a big thank you to everyone at Garblack because thanks to you, I've crossed the 100 subscribers on YouTube and 100 subscribers on Twitch, which means on YouTube I could uh, uh, can have a customer URL now. And I got a stretch goal now. I'm very close uh, on my Patreon. I I'm here begging every week. Uh, I'm very close. I'm $2.50 from unlocking a new website on my Patreon page. I've been working in the background on this new website. It's going to be beautiful. But we got some uh, financial things we need to take care of so if anyone's got uh, even just a single dollar they think i'm worth every month for a little while it doesn't have to be for a lifetime please please consider going to the patron of the release thank you very much very nice very nice thank you everybody who has started to follow and subscribe on twitter and twitch jeff can you tell us about Louie and what uh, whatever you've got going on? you got a new game starting soon. I'm excited. Yeah, i got a couple. Uh, so Louie, Louis, Louis Salvatore. He's from uh, Flushing, New York, from Queens. He is a... Uh, he's a mess, is honestly what he is. But he is supposedly a private investigator um, who uh, who has potentially some, some criminal ties, uh, which is why he's out of the country, out of New York and down in Peru, kind of laying low while certain things die out. Uh, last time he got to shoot someone, something, so that was exciting. Uh, and uh, he had to run up really fast, which is never a good thing for him. So he was he was huffing and puffing most of the way. Uh, as for for me, uh, twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers is where we play a lot of our games. We play a lot of tabletop role-playing games. Uh, and also over on the Freely Publishing channel as well. Uh, in March, we're starting up two new games. We got a Things from the Flood sandbox. Like we're going to be starting in a couple weeks. Uh, very excited about that. And I'm hoping to get our Delta Green uh, Impossible Landscapes game up and running by the end of March. Uh, that one's a little bit more challenging, so we'll see. Uh, but that's the plan. So two two big games coming uh, down the pike soon. Two very good games. Yeah, coming up. So very excited. All right, Ben, can you tell us about uh, Quentin? And you have some exciting news coming up here this week as well. Well, fingers crossed that I do, yeah. Uh, the Right Honourable Viscount Quentin Aloysius Goff. Uh, technically, Professor the Right Honourable Viscount Quentin Aloysius Goff. Um, but he doesn't go in for that kind of things. Uh, is a gentleman scholar from very much Little England. He's the sort of person that would be absolutely out of place anywhere except an ancient section of a museum get him in there he's all over the place everything's fine but wandering around the streets of argentina he's looking for people that can speak aramaic to give him directions it's not working out it's like Brody uh, from uh, indiana jones yeah yeah a little quite quite a bit like Brody. um <laughs> as for me well i'm on garblag games garblanging away uh i've got <laughs> A Spire game coming up in March, which is going to be on the channel on our Friday evening slot. 
um, once my current alien game reaches the end of its run, which is going very well. Uh, my, my lovely corporate agent has managed to convince everybody that separating is a great idea by telling them not to separate, which is always a good start. So I've got them going underwater to investigate mysterious goings on down there, whilst some of them scour the surface base and find out what's happening there. I'm hoping to be able to announce a Kickstarter soon, but Kickstarter themselves are being a little cagey about letting me. So I'm, I'm checking my email every four minutes. We don't know. Going, about this is it there yet? It'll it'll come through. They, it'll, it'll come trust through. me. It'll come through in the next. Yeah. I've got until Wednesday before I need to panic. It'll be, you'll be good. Yes, but that's me. Hi, thanks. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, all right, and hey, I'm Matt. I'm running this this uh, game for everybody. Thank you so much to everyone who's joined us so far on this journey, whether it be live or on YouTube, or you can now get this in podcast form. And it is even more enhanced and great to listen to in podcast form because of the wonderful people at Sirenscape who are providing these sounds. You can maybe on the on the uh, on the stream right now hear some light piano music going on. If not, let me know and I can turn it up. But we have this enhanced by Sirenscape. Also, the lovely people at Chaosium have provided some starter set PDFs for us to give away on our shows for the next few weeks. So we'll be doing that. So make sure you're watching. And at some point through the stream, we're going to stop. We're going to stop the action. And we're going to do another giveaway for a Call of Cthulhu starter set PDF to one of our lucky viewers. And what do I got going on? I have a uh, zine on Zine Quest right now called Kill Today, Die Tomorrow, inspired by spaghetti Western cinema. Uh, so... Rules light, original system, looking forward to doing that. It is funded. Thank you to everybody who has backed the project. We're just working on stretch goals now. Right before going live, we unlocked the stretch goal of getting a custom character sheet made up, which I'm very excited for. If you saw samples from the artist, um, he's very they were beautiful. <laughs> he's a very talented yeah. artist and illustrator. He makes works of art that are also functioning character sheets. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with for this game. Uh, but that's it for me. So let's get into it. So after last week's session, we did the the stat upgrades, the the skill upgrades. So you guys don't have to listen to and watch us do that because it's it's not the most exciting thing to watch on stream. But we will do luck because we spent a lot of luck last week, and I figured you might all want to see how much luck everybody gains week over week as we're burning through it. So I'm gonna read through the luck recovery once again. So the players <laughs> roll stay. a D100. And if they roll higher than their current luck, you add 2d10 plus 10 to your luck. If you roll equal to or less, it's 1d10 plus 5 to your current luck. So basically, you can roll your luck test, and if you fail it, then you get more points. Yes. So did you say it was d100 plus something, or does the plus come D100. Just roll, click on your luck. Click on luck on your character sheet. If you roll if you over your roll... current, current luck score... 2d10 plus 10. <laughs> if you roll equal to or less than, 1d10 plus 5. And add that onto your current luck score. Oh, good lord, I failed that. No, you want to roll high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want that. Equal to or under, not equal to or over, right, Matt? Equal to or under is 1d10 plus okay. 5. I rolled my five. exact score. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. use a luck point, Jeff. 
<laughs> so I, I had failed, 17. so I rolled over. Mm-hmm. I got 26. Holy crap. You rolled max? <laughs> no, no. No. Oh, you rolled under. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I rolled 2d10 plus 10 and got 26. That was pretty That's a lucky. lot of luck. So th- there's no maximum luck? 99 is your maximum luck. So you can get to a point where you're just sitting at max luck every week if you're not spending it. And that's why, you know, like, Pulp Cthulhu really amps up the number of spends you can use for luck. And um, and this you get more luck at the beginning of every session. Because it really encourages you to use that as an in-game economy uh, throughout the session. We can go over some of the use of luck. We haven't really touched on it. And maybe while you guys are updating your luck scores, I can kind of talk about what you can do. So you can adjust a skill or characteristic role for the cost of one luck to increase it by one, or I should say decrease it by one. You can adjust a weapon fumble or a firearm malfunction outcome. That costs 10 luck, so if you roll like a critical failure on an attack, you can spend 10 luck to undo that failure. You can have sanity loss. So if you're going to take some sanity loss, if you take five or more sanity loss at one time, you you go into a bout of madness, and, and bad things happen. And those last usually for hours. So you can actually have sanity loss the cost of that though is double the number of sanity points lost so if you lost 10 sanity you have to spend 20 luck to have that down to five that makes sense uh avoiding unconsciousness one luck point uh doubles each round thereafter so if you're going to be knocked unconscious you can spend luck to avoid that uh it's only a scratch that costs you 20 luck and that will lessen the severity of wounds and avoiding certain death so if you're going to die, you have to spend all your luck points, but it costs at least 30. 30 points is the minimum to spend. Um, so if you have 30 points or more, you can spend that to avoid death or dying in Pulp Cthulhu. So there you go. That's what we can also use our luck for outside of just um, decreasing the su- or getting successes on our skill rolls. We'll get into it as we do more combat. We had combat last week, speaking of which. So last week... Where did we go? We went to the university. We met with a Professor uh, Sanchez, who was keen on going on the expedition with Larkin. But Larkin will not take him along. And we learned that uh, Sanchez is an expert of the area. And that his concern here is that these artifacts are going to leave his country. Basically, Larkin's going to go there. He's going to pillage them. There's no laws stopping you whatsoever. Uh, in 1921, pardon me, in um, Peru from taking these uh, antiquities out of the country and doing whatever you want with them. So he wanted to come along. He wanted to properly um, um, investigate this, tag it, date it, get it in a museum, and keep it within his country. His uh, One of his students, a Trinidad Rizzo, was down in the storeroom, and she was uh, doing the, the finishing touches on translating some text from a conquistador uh, that was in the area many, many centuries ago that was tied to this pyramid that you're heading towards. So who was it that went downstairs to go to go look on Miss uh, Miss Rizzo? It was Gwen and Louis? Yeah, that's right. The New Yorkers. The New Yorkers. <laughs> you uh, went down there and you found that she, uh, she was on the floor. Something had happened to her. Upon closer inspection, it looks like she was attacked. There was a perfect circular kind of like wound on her chest. She had passed out. Uh, There was a a golden ward that was laying on the ground. And uh, you took a closer look at that. And it looks like there was like skin had been burned or melted.
melted onto it. And you'd also found the translation of what she was working on. It was a, an account of a conquistador that came on over and they had removed this ward in question, the one that was laying on the floor, from a pyramid in the southern highlands of Peru. And it spoke about how it turned these conquistadors, these Spanish conquistadors, into, into vampires, or carisi, as they're called by the locals, or fat suckers, as it translates. And that was the other thing you found um, with that uh, young lady who was attacked, that it seemed like she'd been drained of all the fluids or, or, or fat in her body. She was shriveled up completely. From there, you, um, we jump to what? Back to Professor Sanchez, and there was an attack outside. Someone was screaming and yelling outside that they had been attacked. And there was a young man who was laying in the grass of the, um, the university. And, uh, he, he was screaming that he'd been stabbed. Stabbed with a sword by an assailant. So, who went out there and looked? Louis and Jim. But at, at that point, I decided they'd been, just before that happened... I decided they'd taken a long time downstairs, so I, I sort of was bored with the clever people uh, and decided to <laughs> to go downstairs and, and see what the two New Yorkers were up to. Right, the clever people. <laughs> the two New Yorkers. And that's when you found out about the, um, the attack, the assault on the student. And uh, Jaden, back in the... Um and the professor's office caught a glimpse of who he believed to be uh, Luis de Mendoza on the grounds. So Jaden and Louis hopped through the window and uh, went on the trail of de Mendoza. It's a magical adventure. It was a magical adventure. Cut back around the, um, the building itself. And um, just as LC was coming back up the stairs because he was bored with what was going on down in the basement... He, uh, he, it was just he went... as I'd left as well, wasn't it? I walked out of That's the room. Because right. everybody said, oh, okay, go downstairs. All right. Walked out of the room, and then the murder happens inside the room. That's like, right. Oh, for Professor Sanchez. Sanchez was attacked by Dave Mendoza, came in through the window. Or... No, he came in through the school. He came through the back door. And his mouth was open in a big circle, covered with rows of teeth. I could show, actually, the uh, pictures to the people watching here this week, because we now have Don't the talk overlap. about the mouth. Don't talk about the there mouth. Were so many teeth. There were so many teeth. I'm going to show a picture of the mouth. Let's see. Peru. Carisi. There we go. So people at home, they can see this. So this is completely circular and just rows and rows of teeth going back into the mouth. And he seemed to be like regurgitating some sort of like worm or something out of his mouth and into or towards Sanchez. And that's when LC walked in and interrupted this... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> Ceremony? I don't know. Whatever it was, interrupted what was going on and uh, threw a cricket ball <laughs> at the creature to stop, that's right. <laughs> to, to stop it. Um, and that's when, uh, shortly after that, Jaden and Louis ran into the room. Louis, you, you shot it, did you not? I did. Yeah. Jaden had their rock ready. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe it was a. Uh, a hit from the cricket bat of LC that finished this thing off. If I'm, if I'm correct, I can't remember. I, I think the shot killed it. I hit was it, it a bullet? Okay, you ran up and, and then he it. shot it, and then I just clubbed it a few times extra on the floor, <laughs> just to be safe. That's right. Just <laughs> to be safe. <laughs> so with gunshots and screaming and yelling and all sorts of noises and police being right outside the window, they came in here to investigate and they found the bloody saber from the attack outside in the room, and all of you standing around with a man beaten and shot laying on the floor. <laughs> It happens. Yeah, not, uh, nothing it weird happens. or incriminating going on here whatsoever. It's a, 
the professor's office. This is what happens there. Yeah, I really <laughs> wanted that sword for historical reasons. I'm surprised you all <laughs> didn't take the saber. You kind of kicked it aside, but yeah, you were. Uh, uh, I was trying to get it, but I was trying to get it, you know, politely and legally. That's yeah. right. You were. You, which oh, was my that's first right, mistake. You also went. You also went British on them, which was. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. That was excellent. Yeah. That's right. And I think that just about covers everything that took place last week. Did I forget anything? No. no I don't think so. No. no. All right. So you spent quite a few hours at the police station being interrogated and questioned about what happened. Uh, the police determined that you had nothing to do with the attack outside. But um, Damon Doza has been sent to the hospital. And you are undergoing continued investigation uh, as to uh, the attack that uh, you did perpetrate on him um and you've been told don't leave lima you gotta stay here because we're, we're investigating this attack now on this man we're so leaving lima <laughs> oh yeah so where's my not... plane <laughs> <laughs> sure sure we promise we ain't gonna leave no problem okay bye and then sleep so long lima that's right um so you're back at your hotel and you've been ordered to to stay here as they investigate this attempt this murder because you killed this man uh, all of you were in the room. You're all suspects, especially we, the guy we did. We that. did. We did emphasize the fact that he was attacking the professor. It's, though, it, it so ain't murder. It's it's self-defense. It's yeah. a defensive. Uh, yeah, we're heroes. You know, we we saved the poor man's life because of this. We talking about right. certainly, That's... Inspector. I don't come across to you as a, a, a murderer, do I? The invest well, the interrogations are pretty rough because everybody here speaks Spanish and they've had to bring in translators. And now you can tell through the investigation or through the interrogations that quite a bit is being lost in translation. Your your uh, translator is definitely not in your court. They're not in your. The other thing is, here. there's another dead body too. Like there's the, the there was the 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 research the woman downstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, you'd think, oh, you think oh, that's right, too, with the you know? circular. Uh, I don't so, want to tell you how to do your business, but uh, I don't know. Things just ain't adding up here. I don't think... Uh, how big is the caliber on that gun? <laughs> it ain't that big. It ain't that big. <laughs> you know? That ain't an exit wound. This is a scandal. I require a lawyer. Could I get lawyers for all of us? Maybe a lawyer some... is unsatisfactory. This will require intervention from the embassy. Uh, you're... You're told that um, you don't have the same rights here that you do where you're from, and you will not get a lawyer. But I shall call the embassy. Ring the uh, the, the British embassy? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, when you leave, they're not gonna, they're not even, you don't even get a phone call here. When you leave, uh, you can you can try to reach folks elsewhere, uh, but you are going to be watched from now on at your hotel. There are going to be policemen um, stationed outside watching you and your whereabouts so you've been ushered and sent back to and kind of put under house arrest in your hotel what do you all want to do you now know day mendoza is involved in something or other larkin is staying at a different hotel than you you don't know if larkin's been informed of what happened with day mendoza and that you killed him um, <laughs> and you still have a you, it's saturday and your expedition for puno leaves on monday Monday is when the trucks arrive and you are to take off for Puno and Lake Titicaca. From there, the plan is to get some mules 
and go over the the uh, Peruvian highlands because you're not going to be able to drive trucks through them uh, to this this location of this pyramid. But you do have more details on where this pyramid is now located based off of the um, the notes from it's from a Figueroa, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like Gasper or Jasper. Gasper Figueroa. Yeah. So you have a good I mean, idea. Do we have to, we have to wait for Larkin? If, if this is uh, the source of all the trouble and we want to, you we can want to investigate Larkin. this, chaps. You can, you we can could... call him if you want. <clears throat> or you could try to sneak out of your hotel. It's it's this up is... to you. You could try to you could try to smooth talk the police officers. Oh, um, we can get out. We can get out. No problem. I can get us out. No, no problem. Well, or we could assume we all sort of meet up in the hotel bar to discuss sure. what, yeah. what we're going to do. We invite them over for a drink. Yeah. Well, uh, visit, after visiting the quarters of uh, the local police, uh, it seems to me that they are in dire need of um, subventions to invest in their infrastructure. Um, maybe I could help a bit with that uh, maybe there would be a bit more understanding of the specifics of our situation if uh, I prove myself to be supportive of uh, you know their local projects equally I can phone the embassy and make trouble for them they won't be terribly pleased if uh, a Viscount is being held against his will in the country uh, you know what? Not to mention a cricket legend like LC. You know, you know what? It's not True. an entirely bad idea you just had there. It's not great, but it's not entirely bad. I think if you combine this, uh, you know, uh, I think with you might be onto what, something there, old boy. With my own suggestion, uh, you could. Oh, how could I put that in simple terms for you? Um, the carrot and the stick. I think that's why. Uh, Lower middle class people call that. Yes, I, can, I can see the motivation there. So, so you think that if we take a double pronged approach here of investing in their infrastructure whilst simultaneously threatening them, and then Louis arranges to get us out via clandestine means, then we apply all three of these techniques at once. I mean, if you want, that seems a bit much, maybe the three of them, but yeah, 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 I guess, yes. Always yeah, good yeah, to have a backup We plan. just need them to look the other way rather than let us go. We ask them for a little time and we take advantage of that time. Sure, yeah. Sounds like a good idea. And if you need so, anyone yeah. to distract the local um, constabulary... I could always go for a stroll. I mean, I do kind of stand out in my in my whites. Well, I could go talk to those gentlemen who are observing us from uh, the opposite corner of the bar. I assume, Matt, uh, that's the case uh, from <laughs> your description. Police, the police officers—they're actually stationed outside. They are not in here. And, okay. Sorry, I was, Megan. I noticed you talking, but I—I I think you're mute. I didn't hear you. So if you had, if you want to contribute to the plan, um, it was muted when you. Hear me now? I can hear you now. I just said I call Lurkin. Okay, so they're all there coming up with a plan. You just <laughs> stroll over to the phone at the bar and call um call Lurkin at his hotel he's staying at. Sure, you call um the uh it sounds like an elderly lady answers. She's speaking just Spanish to you, um but you you 
get across Larkin, Augustus Larkin, after much confusion. And uh, you hear her, uh, you hear like an, an, an acknowledging tone from her. And you just hear the phone be put down. You can hear like footsteps walking away. She's gone for quite some time. And she comes back and um, she, uh, she, she, Augustus, she comes back and uh, she, uh, you can't quite make out what she's saying. Actually, you can make a language roll to try and, and decipher what she's saying. You don't have any Spanish, do you? Well, luck, use your luck. <laughs> so do a language roll, but it's going to be... Um, the the highest difficulty extreme move that slider all the way across minus two right yes minus two great i think the minus two is for penalty die oh no is it that slider though isn't it like zero minus one no, minus there's two there's two different things there's like oh. when you in the pop-up there's one for the difficulty and then there's one for like penalty versus bonus die excellent 28 so it'll cost you eight yep, luck? Or oh, no, 28 luck. 28 luck. Can you spend 28 luck? Yeah, I can. You're going to. Yep. Totally. Okay, through broken Spanish, you can, uh, you, you get, it gets across that um, she's uh, unable to get him. Um, like, it sounds like uh, he's sleeping. You, you've picked up the odd Spanish word. Like, not answering door. I hear that he's sleeping, but not answering. Right, so he's probably on a trip or recovering from a trip. Great. All right. So, but he's there. Me. Thank you very much. And then go back to the table with another couple bottles of rum, saying, <laughs> "So, Larkin's passed out. No, no way of getting hold of him. Anybody want a drink?" <laughs> What's the plan with Mister Larkin? I'm a bit confused. I thought that we suspected him. To be behind what happened uh, at the university, well, or did I mix up people? So, are we still planning to travel with that gentleman and just ignore what had what happened, or are we planning on expedition? And what about? We Mr. do need to know what he knows about Mendoza, don't we? Mm. And what about Mister Jackson? Or well, I mean, maybe use his other name, uh, Mister Jesse Hughes. Uh, is his intention regarding the situation. We haven't seen uh, Jackson Elias, aka Jesse Hughes, recently, have we? Um, I'm gonna say he's in the bar with you. He's with all of you. He's under arrest because okay. he was in the room when yeah. when the and he was talking to the police. He was trying to defuse the situation. He's translating. Um, yeah, and translating for all of you. So he's he's actually in the bar with all of you as well. And he he pipes okay. up. He's like, I don't I don't know what Larkin's game is either. Like I said. I think he's tied to whatever this this supposed what I assume is a cult. He's tied to it. Dame Mendoza was pointed out to me by a local in the Peruvian Highlands, and she told me to watch out for him, and he was dangerous. And she's the one who used the words Carisi. I don't believe what I saw back there. I can't believe what I saw back there, and I need to know more about the, what's going on. His mouth was his mouth was disgusting. No, I, I still can't. Still can't get it out of my it's head. It's got to be some sort of medical abnormality or something. So some some sort of birth defect. There's got to be something more. There's no such thing as vampire. That's ridiculous. Lack of uh, dental uh, plans. This sort of things. You know. He had an abundance of teeth, not properly. a lack of. He can go very poorly. 
it isn't unusual for certain aspects of primitive cultures to mimic the effects of supernatural creatures, deities, and such like as they believe. And they will use tools and body modification and things like that to replicate these effects. So it's possible that um, perhaps some kind of extensive jaw-breaking ritual thing has been done with tooth sharpening. Yeah, we, we don't have a lot of evidence. It's no less We've, concerning, if you ask absolutely, me. Absolutely, absolutely. But this, this could still all just be purely cult-based activity. These cults will often indulge in ritual practices such as the ancient folk observed. Yeah, that may be true. But, Jackson but agrees with you. Larkin yeah, like should those... know. Yes, Larkin should know. Um, either way, either Larkin does know and is involved in some way, or Larkin does not know, in which case he has been duped by Mendoza. But Mendoza attacking a man in broad daylight is clearly not a criminal mastermind. Yeah, it felt a bit... He behaves more like a brainwashed cultist than a criminal genius. You shouldn't forget. It was pretty slapdash, wasn't it? He also killed that girl down in the, the records department, and there was all those little fancy doodads that you were looking at. So I don't know whether or not the one out in broad daylight was like, you know, that clearly was just, he was getting in the way. So whatever it might be, you know, it's... Oh, clearly the, the, the boy in the, in the quad was in the way. Yeah. I mean killing the professor in broad daylight just as we were speaking to him yeah. must have realized that that would draw attention unless sure. the plan is for the police to slow down our investigation into larkin and what's going on so i think we definitely need to get some more information from larkin i would suggest if we're able to louis you seem quite competent at this sort of thing do you think you'd be able to get to larkin i could get to larkin and maybe and i could get it out of him too no ask problem. him a few questions. Oh, I'll ask him some questions. I'm quite curious. Should I go along? Again, trying to uh, breathe both ice and fire rather than go organ blazing fire, if you don't mind, Louis. Oh, no. You want to do a little good, good cop, cap, bad, bad cop. cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I'll be the bad cop. Splendid. Do you, uh, do you chaps want me to um, distract the... the, the... The, the the fuzz. Well, is there anything wrong with us meeting meeting Mr. Larkin? Are we? Are we uh, he's in a different hotel, and him. we've been told he's to stay a, put. Uh, strictly yeah. at the hotel, I thought we could stay in the city. We weren't clear. I did, unfortunately, I, my Spanish isn't very good, so yeah, um, mine is quite I, rusty. I, I'll as have well. to defer to uh, the Viscount on, on, on that front. But I thought if I took a, a very obvious walk out the front of the building, then they might be curious where I'm going and follow me. Mm. Um, if they're only out the front, I'm sure this, this place is a back back exit. Sneak on out, put a little hat on, you know, make Jaden not look so adorable. They won't be able to Perhaps, Miss Murphy, if you went with LC, that would draw more attention. I was thinking the exact same thing, I'm sure. I am, after all, um, just a stuffy, incompetent British academic. They can't possibly suspect me of being any risk to them. But bookish, I think, is, is the term, isn't it? Quite, yes. Uh, bookish. 
Oh, we just got raided. Hey, Free League Publishing people. <laughs> Hello. He's right there. He's like next to you. Hello, everyone. Hi, Millie. Thanks for the raid. <laughs> hey, Millie. All right. So the plan is Jaden and Louie are going to go try and sneak out to go meet up with Larkin. Yeah, out, out like a back way if possible. Sure. Timing of it course there's a back way. Yeah. yeah. There's a delivery uh, door in the back of this hotel. Um, and Quinton and LC are going to go try and, um, what, go talk to the police officers or try to just kind of distract them? Uh, Megan and I, I thought, wasn't it? We're going to yeah. go and just sort of be obvious Quentin. out the front and distract the cops, you know, and maybe look suspicious so that they wonder where we're going, you know, kind of thing. Woman in trousers, that's pretty suspicious right there. <laughs> Is All right. Tintin coming with us? Or yes. Going with... No, I shall stay here and put through a call to the embassy. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let Louis, Louis, just just let him call the embassy. He calls no. them every day. That's fine. I, I have to. I have some books them, to go through you know, as well. So, I need to look up so, some. So just <laughs> some just, of the rubbings that we made. Joel, I don't think he's got the constitution with, with what I'm about to do. So it's fine. It's, it's probably. Just <laughs> <laughs> know the cops. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's cut over to Elsie and Gwen. Then they're gonna go distract the the police officers up front. Yeah, are they, are they pretty obvious? Like, are oh they... yeah, they're they're standing out there. They're standing outside. Uh, they're just having uh, a drink. There's some. There's all sorts of stands and stalls set up, and they're having some fruit juice that's being sold nearby outside. And they're standing at the door and. They're kind of leaning up against the wall of the uh, hotel itself, and you and LC walk outside, and they, boom, all of a sudden straighten up, and they fix their hats, and they put down their drinks, and they start to uh, kind of shout at you in Spanish to go back inside. And uh, I'm going to, oh, oh, LC, pardon me, I've forgotten something, and I pop back into the hotel, back into the bar. Okay, so so now they're just pointing and, and shouting at you, LC, to go back in. They're kind of trying to, like, usher you back. They're trying to push you not like i'm, I'm like sorry old chap. I, but... I don't quite i don't quite understand what you're saying i just had a quick errand to run um i mean come with me if you want um i'm just uh, i'm just popping down down here down this way um uh, sorry i don't i don't i don't full i don't i don't understand your i, I can't speak spanish i'm very sorry uh, but you come with me this way and I, I, I come running out of the hotel like, oh my goodness, I come over to the police officers and I grab their lapels and I'm like, my purse, oh my gosh, my purse, I don't know where it's gone, I'm like hanging all over them, going, oh my gosh, no, like, my purse, a woman, I, I, I don't know what to do, I need your help, please. Sure. So the one that you're grabbing the lapels of, he's kind of taken aback and he looks at the other one like, what do we do? They don't really understand what you're saying. Uh, the one you're not grabbing is kind of like telling the other one to go like he's pointing at him and pointing to you to like go with you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he, he shrugs and the one that you're you're tugging on kind of like begrudgingly like comes with you or are you going to take them back into the hotel or what do you want to do? Absolutely. I'll take them back into the bar. Both of them. I'll grab the one that I was hanging onto the lapel's hand and lead him into the hotel, into the bar. Sure. And start frantically looking under um, tables and get them to go down underneath the tables and help me look. Sure. They, make me a persuade roll, please, as you start sure. pointing here and there and shouting at them. And they're trying to somewhat understand 
Uh, there's going to be no negatives because your your emotion that you're getting across is quite obvious. So even though you don't speak the same language. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you convince the officer. He calls the other one who then comes in. And the two of them are looking up and down and around and all over the bar, wherever you're pointing. And they're trying to help and trying to understand exactly what is going on here. But they <laughs> see the panic in your in your voice, in your mannerisms. And they're both like trying to help and they're bumbling around. That was a really good uh, success you got there. Quentin, you're at the bar picking up the phone. They're like, ah, oh, yes, five count again. What, what, what is it? Uh, and you see these two police officers come in with Gwen in a, in a hurry. She's yelling and pointing and they're kind of like going wherever she's ducking around. Elsie, you're left alone to your own devices outside. The police officers are now inside. So the, the, the wheel that you can't see from the the doorway of the hotel mm-hmm. assume wherever the car is parked yeah so if it's facing us the the you know passenger rear wheel i may just go over and like let the air out of very good out of the wheel of their the tire of their car and put a banana in their tailpipe Man, I was thinking I was about that. The fruit, that. the fruit stand, the fruit <laughs> juice stand nearby. Are they like juicing oranges or bananas or something? Can oh, I, I, no, you're, can you're I stuff some my... fruit up the <laughs> tailpipe. What what is uh, <laughs> what is natural fruits in Peru? I don't know. Maybe the chat could tell us. But whatever is is native to Peru, those are the fruits that you're going to find there uh, that they're juicing and available, and also available to consume, you know, un- unjuiced and raw form. But yeah, you could you could do that. And yeah, also you go... see if they've got anything. If are there any like documents or anything interesting in there are you because like, the, the police these are simpler times aren't they and people they are don't simpler always, times and cars are easier to break into and i know they're the police don't worry everybody i'm not necessarily gonna do anything but <laughs> just curious what's if there's anything interesting in their car sure you start rummaging through their car no 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 i'm gonna look in through the windows oh I'm not, okay you're not... <laughs> I'm not i'm like like looking in to see if there's anything interesting but, I'm not like... <laughs> but you want to discreetly also let the air out of the tire don't you yeah yeah i could do that by doing my laces up down by the side of their wheel and popping the valve or something sure i'll, I'll get you to do me a, a stealth roll for that please yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, I gotta use. Can I use some luck on that? I don't think you can on a critical failure. I, th- I think oh, can ch- someone give me a reroll? <laughs> oh yeah, the chat. Chat, can you help Elsie out and give them a no, reroll? No, don't help him. Let that slide. I've never seen one of those before. Critical fa- double skull critical failure. <laughs> Had to be on the... Oh, there we go. Time. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, Naren and Zeka. You're awesome. I'm going to roll it again, aren't I? All right. So you've been down to tie ah. your shoelaces. And as you do so, you just kind of uh, start to let the... You take your cricket bat and you put it on the on the valve and start to slowly let the air out of the tire as you're doing mm-hmm. up your shoelace. And uh, as you get back up, you look through the, the window of the car... You see that there's a newspaper, uh, today's newspaper, lying on the seat. Uh, and on the front page, there's actually a picture of Damon Doza. And there's mm-hmm. also a picture of a of a hospital bed that is empty. Uh, unfortunately, you don't speak Spanish, so you can't quite make out what is what the article's about. However, you do well, speak role-playing like so <laughs> Looks like he's get, <laughs> escaped from hospital. Does that... Is... is... 
hospital anywhere on the Yes, hospitals right across <laughs> the top. Um, and yeah, you could, if you want, you yeah. can make me. You can make me a language roll as well. It would be hard. Oh my just god! Try to pick up the uh, the details of what I, you. I've got one percent in language. What language? But I did own... just get. I just just get three rerolls. So La language own e actually equals your intelligence score. So whatever oh, your language intelligence own. is. Oh, sorry, language own, did you say? Yes, language own. Go ahead and do that. You're okay, just going right. to kind of decipher it with broken Spanish, like what you okay. picked up. No. Oh. Oh, I, I failed. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really pick it up. You're I like, yeah, he's in the hospital. I might, oh. I might use some luck for that one. Wow, it's a lot of luck. No. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I just failed. I failed. Okay, so you're unable to... But you can you could grab the paper through the open window of the police car it's completely rolled down and kind of tuck it under your yeah, arm if you want yeah let's do that let's do that all right well, let's jump over to louie and jaden then who's making their way through the back of the hotel uh and you go to the the delivery door this staff you know it's not like a modern hotel where there's tons of staff and people milling about it's actually pretty empty pretty dead and you find the back door no problem and you make your way over to it there's nobody back there you you crack it open and you look and it empties out into a back alley there's no cops or anything back here there's no cops, uh, then, yeah, I mean, like, we'll, we'll go the direction that, is this is just, this is just like another, is this a back alley or a side alley? Is it like the side? Like, it's a side alley. It's a okay, side so alley. So we'll take whatever route wouldn't bring us back out to the street of the front of the hotel. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. You, I'm not going to have you roll or anything for that because you actually made a point of acquainting yourself with the local area your first night here. So you went through all these back alleys and rubbed shoulders with all the nefarious characters that uh, that inhabit them. So you and Jaden um, are actually able to find your way through side streets, through side alleys, to uh, the Hotel Espon Espana quite easily. That's where uh, Espana, that's where Larkin and Mendoza were staying or are staying. So there aren't. You get here. You can see the front of the hotel. There's no police or anything parked out here. Um, there's no cops on the street. It's just a regular street. People milling about, horseback on, in the odd car. Uh, people selling things on the sidewalks. I, I would have to do a, a cautious look around. Okay. If there's someone, maybe not necessarily the police, but someone keeping an eye on the hotel or someone suspicious. Why don't you go ahead and make me a spot hidden, please? Spot hidden. Both of you can. That's a miss. Okay. Uh, success. Let's run some sounds that aren't in the bar now that you, the two of you are walking around. So you're standing across the alleyway, across the street from the hotel, and you're looking around. And, um, Louie poking around you're looking and it seems like the coast is clear and then just as you're about to turn to Jaden let him know that everything looks good you see across the way down the street someone who appears to be of uh well, the European descent or something or American descent and they're wearing a big black right wide brimmed hat and the two of you lock eyes and then they just kind of disappear into the side alley that they were at uh, did they, it was just, they were just normal, was there any sort of distinguishing clothing, just like, uh, just, like, they weren't, like, wearing a uniform or anything? No, like no that, uniform like a... or anything. Okay. Uh, so I'll just turn to Jaden and make, um, 
I don't think we're the only one here looking for this guy. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, and I'll describe the, who I saw. Just to keep out, look for a man, you know, big hat, stands out a bit, and I'll point to wherever he came from. Like, uh, we might not be alone. Okay. Should we proceed to reception and ask for Mr. Larkin? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's, uh, let's do that. You can go ahead and do the talking for now. Sure. Okay. So you proceed inside. There's not really, uh, like, a lobby per se in this hotel. It's a two-story hotel. Um, not very large. And, um... When you first enter, there's just a little kind of greeting area. There's no desk or anything. There's an an older looking, she looks like she's maybe in her mid to late 60s, um, Peruvian woman sitting there. And she stands up, she greets you, she greets you in Spanish. Hola, hola. And she starts uh, asking if, you know, pointing at rooms um, when she determines that you don't speak English. And Disculpe, el señor Larkin. Larkin. Oh, with that, it takes her a moment to recognize the name. Then, oh, oh, um, C, C, C. Ah, muchas gracias. And she just kind of sits there. <laughs> Wait, you say Larkin, and she's like, "Yeah, it's C, C." Ah, I, I point the stairs. Where? Uh, uh, friend, she... friend, Mr. Larkin. She goes, uh, Ocho, Ocho. Ocho. Uh, okay, I mean, I know what Ocho yeah, means. you know. <laughs> <laughs> ocho, Ocho. And she's pointing at the stairs that lead up to the second floor. Okay, uh, she says stuff about ponchos or something upstairs? <laughs> you and Louis could both make, uh, again, a hard own language role. We'll do own language because you, you're starting to pick up a little bit of Spanish role. You've Aww. been here the last few days. Yeah, uh, maybe I should have come. Yeah, <laughs> Quinton's on the phone <laughs> with the annoyed uh, Succeeded. embassy. Alright, Jane. Ocho. Eight. Eight. Room eight, I guess. Mm. We, we're making progress, Louis, here. We're a good team. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Uh, do I see the, uh, do I see anyone in the, in like the lobby area that have I tracked the, uh, the person I saw on the street, did they come inside or did they just like disappear down an alley? They disappeared down an alley and okay. you've been kind of watching over your shoulder ever since yeah. then. Be... So I'm not going to make you do another spot okay. hidden. Okay. All right. Uh, listen to the, shall we go? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I go upstairs. Uh, is it quite rather quiet? I'd like to lend. It... Mark my lobes and try to to hear if I hear anything. Gotcha. Uh... It is very quiet in here right now. There is not people coming going. Like I said, it's quite a small hotel. It's two stories. Um, from what you can determine, uh, it looks like there's maybe twelve rooms in this place. So six on the ground floor, six on the top floor. Very very quiet. Very kind of discreet sort of place. It is much nicer than the hotel that you were staying that he put you up in, though. Uh, a little bit more posh. But it's also decorated in a bit of a, like an eccentric manner. The walls are painted like a bright primary colors and covered with paintings and photographs of the area. And an odd selection of statues and plants here and there. But uh, it, it is, it's a very quiet place. Okay, well, I proceed to room 8. And uh, I will, before knocking, I will try to, to listen through the door if I hear if, if there's someone in there. Sure. 
Um, you get to the door. I'm not going to make you roll. You just put your like ear right to the door and you listen. And you can hear like snoring. Heavy snoring coming from within Larkin's room. Or at least room I, 8, which you believe is Larkin's room. I turn to Louis and say... What? 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 Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna try the door like gently, to see if it's uh um, see if it's unlocked. Sure. Behind Louis, yeah. <laughs> I look in the corridor. Um, you look down the corridor. There's nobody uh, about Louis. You gently try to turn the doorknob, and it doesn't. It's locked. It only goes so far. Can uh can I try to pick it? Yes, you can. I do have locksmithing. Yeah, standard locksmithing. So... So I'll say, uh, keep an eye out, you know, just uh, just you know, let me know if someone's coming. So I'll kneel down, I'll pull out, you know, some various odds and ends that I might have in my uh, in my pockets, and I'll see if I can roll a locksmith. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like it. I have a sound playing right now actually called Confronting Larkin. And uh, there's not a lot of sounds going on. but A lot of donkey sounds. The, 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 the donkey sounds have stopped yes, yes. right now. The donkeys are gone. Oh, yeah. It's a donkey? You're not allowed. That first one freaked me out. <laughs> uh, um, that's a success, man. Success. All right. So you kneel down. Jaden is watching out over, like, down the hallway. Kind of stands to block what you're doing. And you get down there and you start picking the lock and click. Gives away and the door just kind of... St- Swing silently open. It's cracked open. You can see the the room just from this crack is just like it's a mess. There's like clothes everywhere. The 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 couch, the the, the cushions are everywhere. The table's kind of flipped over, and the chairs are flipped over. And you can see laying in the bed is Larkin. He's got his shirt slightly unbuttoned. He's sweating profusely, and he's passed out on the bed. Hmm. Uh, is there anybody, do, I, do we see signs of anybody else here? Like an, another room or anything where someone could be? Like in the room with him? Yeah, like do we see, like, yeah, is there any signs of anybody else? Do you want to just kind of tell from this cracked door or do you want to go in? Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be going in. Okay, just yeah. walking in, um, I'm not going to make you roll. There, there are, there are not signs of anyone else in here. You kind of poke around. He doesn't wake up. He doesn't budge. Like he is out cold. You see that his arm is, does have, uh, does have marks on it. There is a small yeah. vial on the, on the nightstand next to him. Uh, you already picked up that he has an opiate mm-hmm. problem, so you can put two and two together here. What's going on? This, the state that he's currently in. Uh, you do notice though. Like I said, his shirt is unbuttoned. You notice there is a rather large tattoo on his torso that is exposed with his shirt unbuttoned that you can kind of make out but in 1922 it is very unusual to have a a big massive tattoo covering your your torso like almost his whole torso is covered in this big massive black tattoo tattoo. of danny treo (laughs) (laughs) yes mr larkin was a sailor maybe um, what does it show that uh, tattoo? Can we tell? Yeah, you can room? go over and then you get it kind of just like move his shirt aside. Like I said, he's drenched in sweat and the room reeks. It's disgusting. Like this is, again, you don't even need to roll for this. You get the a whiff of cologne, but you also smell that like rotting meat or rotting like flesh mm. sort of smell. Just like, just permeating his room. It's stinging your nostrils as you're standing there. You're almost kind of gagging. You're holding like a 
uh, your arm or your sleeve up against your nostrils you're poking around uh the large tattoo itself it is uh it it looks like it's a big spiral that covers his chest and it radiates from the center of his sternum and it ends uh, just above his diaphragm where it connects with a stylized misshapen humanoid figure with large outstretched hands that appear to end in claws okay i tried to remember you know to to really try to remember it very well for for later um i i i make a sign to louis to to stay close but not not engage uh, is there a chair next to the bed or close? There's a chair nearby. Both of you could actually also make me a Cthulhu Mythos roll uh, looking at this tattoo. I know you both have 1%, but... Um... I got zero. Oh, you should have 1%. If you uh, click the lock and unlock it, I think everybody starts with 1% in it. Don't forget your luck. And you can spend luck like uh, Ben did last week. No, Louis, you've never seen anything like this. This is a weird tattoo. And Jane, you've definitely oh. never seen anything like this. I think I've seen it, actually. Somewhere. <laughs> is there um, is like a desk or anything here, maybe, with like definitely. Sort of writing supplies or something? Yeah, actually, on the desk are the, um, the two um, uh, objects that he showed you at the table that night in the bar as well. Okay. I'll uh, go ahead and pocket those and put one of those in each one of the trench coat pockets. Okay. And then, um, like, I'll, uh, can you sketch? Can you, can you sketch? Uh, my hand's shaking. Like, uh, can I sketch? That'd be <laughs> art, art and craft. Yeah, art and craft, and specifically, I'm good with the camera. Max not so good with the drawing. <laughs> I can try. I mean, draw draw something. Maybe we could, uh, you know, sketch it out for the professor. This count. What, what, what? Yeah, we can try to sketch so it out. Titles. Okay. Quickly. The chat says, "Go buy a camera." <laughs> <laughs> you do have a daily spending limit. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Use your phone. <laughs> I do have, and I do have, I do have like forty in photography. So, like, I probably should get a camera. You probably should pick one up. I um, felt like the gun was more pressing. Um, is there a picture? Okay. Taking, taking a picture and you would have the big splash and the, the tripod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the cover over. Okay. Um, Still a better idea than chat just came up with, which was just cut the tattoo off him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's always an option, but not yet. Uh, is there... So, can we do any kind of other searching around in here? Like anything else? Like searching for what? Is it? Is it? Is it him that's the rotten meat? Or do we get the sense that there might be something go, else? Do you like... want to go sniff him? I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, Matt. I would both, like to go sniff him. Both, both, you make me a spot hidden roll, please. Okay. <laughs> I would like. Oh wow, Jaden. Okay. And Louis. So Jaden, the smell is. It is clear. It is emanating from him. And he must be wearing the cologne to, to cover up this just ungodly, terrible smell. You've never smelt a person or a, a, like a, a smell coming off of someone like this before. Like, it is not natural. This is not sweat. This is like, it smells like rotting meat. Uh, it's been sitting out uh, too long. Louis, you also determined this. The You guys go over the whole room. There's nothing else out of the ordinary here. Uh, as you kind of go through the room, Larkin doesn't wake up, but... 
Jane, with your success, you also remember that Mendoza was also staying in this hotel. Oh. You were reminded that he had a room here as well. Okay, I, I lean to the ear of Louis. Louis. Actually, Mr. Mendoza stayed at this hotel as well. Maybe we should sneak out of the room. We can come back and, and try to, to talk with Mr. Uh, Larkin, but it would be might be interesting to search Mr. Mendoza's room before. So I'm going to take a look at him. Um, uh, is there anything I can tell? Like, do, does he look like he's look like he's in danger of like ODing or anything? Is it is, is like is he the way he's laying? He's not going to like swallow his tongue or anything like that. No, you that's, know? A, that's a that's a fair ass. Go ahead, and make me a medic a medicine roll. Did I say medical medicine, please. It's <laughs> funny story about that. You got like a one? In it? I have a one. <laughs> no, it looks fine. <laughs> oh, that's I've dealt with corpse. That's not a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like, ah, I think you'll be okay. He's lasted yeah. this long doing it. He should be fine, right? You turned to Jaden? Yeah, there. Had more cologne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Let's go, uh, let's go ask that, uh, so ask the desk about Mendoza. Let's go. And yeah, we'll, 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 we'll sneak on back out. Okay, we sneak out. Okay, you're going to close the door behind you and you leave. Mm -hmm. We look it again, maybe. Do you want to uh, kind of... Uh, maybe not. <laughs> poke around? What do you want to do? You don't know which room Mendoza's in. Well, I, I go see the, the old lady. Yeah. Sure. Gracias, uh, Senor Larkin. Uh, yeah, okay, Larkin, yeah. Okay, you uh, uh, Disculpe, uh, uh, Senor um, Mentosa? Uh, with his name, her, she kind of turns her face up in disgust and she says some. Yeah, sounds I, like nasty words <laughs> she spouts yeah, out. But, okay, which room? Uh, no. What's nine Spanish? No, nuevo? <laughs> Nine. Nueve. Nerv okay. Thank you. Nueve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Listen, French is the second official language in Canada, not Spanish. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? All right. Oh, so my, my Spanish is not great. Uh, so she... Uh, room number nine, she tells you. Let's... um. With that, now that you know where Mendoza's staying, let's jump back to Elsie, Gwen, and Quinton. So, Gwen, you are pointing the officers around the room, and they are searching frantically, but they're not coming up with anything, and they're kind of like... You, again, you don't really understand what they're saying, but they, they, they have, like, an apologetic manner to them, and they're kind of coming back to you, and they're, they're, they're confused, but they want to help you at the same time. Elsie, you've taken the paper from the car, you've let out the air in one of the tires, you've stuffed a banana in the tailpipe. Um, <laughs> do you want to stroll back in after that or what what is your plan yeah i think uh i think i will can i pick up one of the little um fruit juices um that they were selling on the stand so i look like i've bought something with me sure you can buy you have money so you can you can buy one of those and stroll back with it you've got the paper tucked under your arm and mm -hmm. your cricket bat Quentin, yep. you've been trying to ring the embassy. They have been quite annoyed with you calling daily and giving updates on everything I that's going on. I don't think Quentin would call them daily. That's that's not how he rolls. Okay, um, <laughs> sorry. The, the embassy are, are sort of a, you bring out the big guns gotcha. when, you, when you need them kind of thing. Um, you don't trouble 
you know, trouble like Her Majesty's diplomats. Gotcha. His Majesty's diplomats? Yes, it's the 1920s. His Majesty's diplomats when they're doing their job, unless you actually need them. But being accused of a crime when you're a gentleman of standing is unacceptable. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Yes, you're called in the big guns. You have not been pestering them, bothering them. Um, you ring them and you get um, someone at the desk. Uh, they get the story and, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Well, we'll, we'll get you in contact with... Um, with the, uh, the, 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 the the proper people right away. What, what, what is it you require from us? What kind of Legal assistance representation, can we perchance? Legal, legal uh, maybe somebody could have a word. Does the ambassador know anybody in the police department? One assumes that uh, that's usually how these things work. He probably knows someone further up the food chain. Just needs to explain it to these chaps that they've got the wrong people and we were helping out. Also, they've they've taken away a historical artifact that I was in the middle of studying. Oh, really? What what was that? What? Well, two actually. There's a there's a piece of gold with some some symbology on it, a historical artifact, and a, a sword, probably dating back to at least the the time of the conquistadors. All sure. tangled up in this unfortunate business with the professor. Just go ahead and make me a persuade roll. Uh, was your I can try. Don't hold your breath. No. Oh wow, that's a, and how much luck? Quite that the take? opposite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, ninety. Is that what it takes? No, oh, you can't even spend that much luck. Uh, so they go, ah, well, you, we can't really help with the artifacts, uh, per se, but... Oh, no, we quite, can see I what, understand, I understand. We'll see what the ambassador can do. Uh, maybe we can, uh, get you some legal representation. Uh, things aren't the fastest around here, you understand. No, quite, I understand. Do pass on my regards to the ambassador, though. Will do, will do. Thank you so much for keep, all your help. Keep us abreast of the oh, situation. Oh, I've got a re-roll. I forgot about that. Oh, you do? Yeah, they bought your re-roll. now I have two. They said Ben will need it inevitably. Yep. And they watched you go well, with, I'm going to try one of those rerolls. I'm not going to use both of them, but I don't hold out much hope because. Oh, know, my goodness. My persuade <laughs> is shockingly poor. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, yeah. They go, no, we can't do anything about the antiquities, but I will pass this on to the ambassador. And we'll see what we can do for one of our people uh, who has been accused of a crime here that they did not commit. Splendid, splendid. Well, that's wonderful news. Um, I, I must go and read a book now. Thank you so much okay. for your help. <laughs> All right. Elsie, you walk in. Uh, Quentin is just hanging up the phone. He's at the bar still, and Gwen is um, pointing the police oh, officer. Oh, chap, I the think room. there's a bit of a bit of a problem, and I slap the paper down on the bar in front of Quentin, and I say, unless sure. I'm much mistaken, that looks like somebody's, um, I don't know. Dodge. Jackson Elias is, is there still. He did not leave anywhere, so he's sitting with Quentin, and he sees ah, the newspaper Elias. as well. And he picks it up. He's like, what? And he starts reading through it and he goes, it says here that, 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 that Mendoza's body disappeared unexpectedly through the night. Nobody knows what happens. It just up and disappeared. It says here he was, he, he was, he was brought to the hospital DOA. Yes, but it, in, it increases the likelihood of a, a small collective of individuals, doesn't it? A cult or a, 
fellowship of some kind. They've gone in and they've taken the body away because it has some kind of telling marks that would give them away. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. They, 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 he, he must have some sort of information or something or yeah, something telling about him that they would come and, 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 and take him away in the middle of the night. Perhaps a ritual scarring or tattooing, something like that. You get quite a lot of those. Yes. No, exactly. I've but, seen it all but, across the globe. Uh, who, did they, their cults. Who, who, who did they know here then? Surely this means a wider group of people um, because Larkin, Megan said that Larkin is asleep or passed out or something in his uh, hotel room. Uh, who else did Mendoza know? Uh, this is expanding. Well, I'm... I'm going to head up to my room. I need to check a few books. I think there might be something in some of the histories that could help us. And if we can get an idea of how widespread this is, it may point us in the right direction. I, I don't think you should go anywhere on your own. I'm going to go to my room, old chap. Uh, yeah, but everyone knows hotel. where we're staying. Everyone knows where we're staying. Uh, I suppose that's true. Mendoza does building. know where we are. Yes. And anyone that would spirit away his body and seek vengeance would also know where we are. So I think we should get Gwen's attention and then we should perhaps await our companion's return. This is escalating. All right, so quite. I'm down on my hands and knees helping these guys try and find this purse and look over and see you guys looking and... uh stand up, grab the purse from my, my pants from behind my back, chuck it into the corner, and um, go over and be like, oh, it's here, it's here, it's here. Thank you very much to the police officers for your kind assistance. Um, give them a kiss on each cheek and uh, send them on their way. All right, they seem quite confused about what just happened, <laughs> what just played out, but you seem happy, so they seem happy, and they go back outside of the the hotel excellent let's cut over to louis and jaden jaden has just received the room number for mendoza louis you're waiting upstairs i I think it's gonna be all fine we can go in the room (laughs) mendoza is dead anyway so (laughs) nobody's gonna be there no one's gonna be there yeah Ignore those gunshot noises that disturb play. <laughs> I just got really excited when I heard it was going to be easy, so I just started firing my gun right there in the hole. It's going to be easy. Ooh. I clicked on the confronting Mendoza uh, audio file, and apparently that's oh. what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Must be a different Mendoza. No, just uh, ignore that. Ignore that. Team Mendoza, all family. <laughs> yeah, it, it's his brother, Kevin Mendoza. Yeah, <laughs> it's for it's, it's for Mendoza with the conquistador. <laughs> Kevin Mendoza. <laughs> at the door still. Uh-huh. That's how Louis picks locks. He just shoots the, the door handle. <laughs> this is the boarding. Here we go. The boarding. Hotel Espana. Oh, this isn't creepy at all. Alright. So, Louis, you want to test your luck again at picking some locks? Because the door is locked when you go over to it. Okay, First, I yeah. listen to the door. Make you listen sure to the door? This... Silence. Not a sound. You can you can faintly hear Larkin snoring in the room next door. It's dead silent. Why you guys said the word dead? Like the grave. A little on the nose, don't you think, Jaden? 
anyway. So I will kneel down again. Uh, and I will attempt to. Yeah, that's a five. The verse there, it's not snoring. <laughs> yeah, you open this thing. There is no trace. You open it, no problem. Um, you crack the door open, and you see there is. You look through the crack. There's no one in there. And right off the bat, you see that Mendoza's room, De Mendoza, his room is the complete opposite of Larkin's. The bed is neatly made. All the furniture is fine. There's no suitcase. There's no clothes. There's no like. It looks like this room's not even ever been used. Some toenail marks in the ceiling crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> Got ourselves a neat freak here. All right, just uh, keep your eyes peeled. You know, there's that weird fella outside, and I will slowly creep inside. Yeah, you slowly creep inside. Do you want to make a stealth roll? Like, do you want to do it stealthily, or how do you want to approach this? Um, I would say, like, Louis being quiet, so yeah, I, I would probably okay. roll stealth. Just, just by default. Uh, oh. I'll burn some block. I'll burn 16 okay. to make that okay. Alright, so you go to open the door slightly. It starts to creak a little bit, and you pull back and make your way through quietly, and you look around. There's nobody in here from what you see. Again, same same setup as, as as Larkin's room. Exact same setup. It's a carbon copy of it. But this one is not used whatsoever. Like there's not a, there's no luggage, there's no suitcase, mm-hmm. no nothing. The bed is untouched. It doesn't look like anybody stayed here. It looks like it was just freshly made. I wanna look for anything out of the ordinary. Whatever like my like my private investigator eyes. Like this doesn't seem right. Maybe they cleaned his room up or something, but I want to look for anything that looks out of so the order. Do you want to just kind of like search this room top to bottom sort of thing? Yeah, I'm going to slowly move around. Sure. got my hand in my pocket. So you wanted me to stay outside? Is that just, what you uh, said? Just, yeah, just keep an eye in case someone's coming. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, I'll slowly go throughout the room. I'm just looking for anything hidden, anything that looks just strange because this is this is kind of, kind of peculiar. Yeah, you're poking around. Nothing is standing out, which is... Like you said, peculiar. That's that's the weird thing about it. Um, so you start kind of like looking under the furniture, looking in the bathroom, looking in the... There's like a closet you can hang up your, your jacket and coats and such in. And as you're poking around, you see something under the bed. It looks like there's a sack under the bed. And that's the only thing that stands out in this whole room, this whole place. I'll look and I'll reach under and I'll I'll pull the sack out from under the bed. Sure, you pull the sack out, and there's something, something inside. Uh, from the the shape and the size, of it, it looks like it's roughly six inches square in size, and it's heavy. Uh, it almost feels kind of like when it cl- when you slide it across the floor, because it's it's a wooden floor in here. It sounds almost like metallic. Whatever's inside the sack, it's not squirming, Millie. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Okay, uh, how far am I from uh, from where Jaden is? Jaden, whereabouts are you? In the room. Uh, I was just uh, outside the room. So uh, if Louis tell, you know, make gives me a sign that I can enter, I will. Yeah, if I don't see any signs of anyone in here, any danger, I'll, I'll wave, Jaden. Okay. okay, so I, I sneak in, and uh, I have a look around. Yeah, you look around. Everything that 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 Louis saw, like the room is mm-hmm. untouched. But Louis there on the floor, and he's got this 
sack that next to him that he's pulled out from underneath the bed. What? What did you find, Louis? And I will roughly, uh, because that I will dump the sack onto the bed. Okay. Well, before we do that, how about let's do a giveaway from Chaosium for a Call of Cthulhu starter set PDF. Yeah. (laughs) Good timing. (laughs) Before we find out what's in the sack. It's a box set. So, everybody, Pete's going to get ready to do a um, a giveaway here. Rick Mail's washing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Alien RPG crossover. That's right, Millie. Pete, let me know when you're ready, and we'll we'll drop I'm a just word. Just doing. I'm getting it ready. Okay. Here we go. To think of a special word. Don't special me. word. Jeff, give give us a word of what you think's inside the bag. That'll be our, our secret <laughs> word for the giveaway. Uh, gold. Friendship. Wait, don't do it just yet. <laughs> don't do it just yet. Friendship. Bruce, <laughs> asking me to. Ah, uh, yes, again. the four elements. <laughs> Gold, friendship, eldritch horror, and booze. <laughs> Sounds like a weekend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Hold on, folks. We're almost ready for the giveaway almost this ready. week of the Call of Cthulhu starter set. Thank you to Chaosium for providing that for us. And thanks to uh, Sirenscape for providing these uh, the, these sounds that are adding to the experience. They are awesome. Ignore the gunshots earlier <laughs> on the confront. I don't, larkin. I don't think I heard the gunshots. Oh, it like opens up with like killed him. So uh, hammer being pulled it. back on a gun and a gun firing. <laughs> right here we go. That's how I emptied the sack. Right. I shot out the bottom, so everything <laughs> fell out. The so we're doing our giveaway. We're going for a keyword, and what's the keyword? Gold. Oh, gold. Gold. Always believe in your soul. Gold. Okay. Right. So everyone put hashtag gold in the chat. Hashtag gold. Yes. And you'll be in with a chance to win a PDF copy of the Call of Cthulhu starter set. Which is quite good. I've seen uh, a number mm. like people appraise how good of a starter set it is with all the starter sets that are out starting on the to, market right now. Trying to put them all in. I forgot to mention earlier on as well that this week we have the final part of our short run of the Enemy in Shadows, the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition show sponsored by Cubicle 7, where we'll be giving away a pre-order for Death on the Reich main book and companion hardback. Very nice. So we've got a giveaway going on on Thursday as well. All right, I think that's ev- everybody's in because now we're getting hashtags of other things going on. Oh, there <laughs> oh, we go. One last, another one. One last hashtag gold. We'll give it a few more seconds here, and then we'll uh, draw our winner. Sorry, I'm just virally infecting people's brains with the Spandau Ballet song "Gold." Asharadel <laughs> had it coming from the start of the chat. What was that about Tom and Jerry music I saw in the chat? Is it was it? That was, that was Safino liking your Sirenscape music, but thinking it sounded a little bit like Tom and Jerry oh, just okay. before the donkeys. <laughs> I'm okay. Assuming... Right, we ready to go? Yes, let's do it. Let's choose a winner. Okay, here we go. Miro Monty. Miro Monty, congratulations! You have won the giveaway. Congratulations. Pete will be. So in all touch. you need to do is 
get in contact, join our Discord, and come and find me. I'm Garblag. Uh, and then send me a direct message and we shall uh, arrange for communication with the wonderful people at Chaosium Inc. Very good. All right, congratulations. Now, back to the sack. All right, so you take this burlap sack and something large and metallic rolls out of it. And it's like, it's not like round shape or square. It's, it's a weird sort of shape. It doesn't roll out easily. And what plops out on the bed appears to be a mask. Here, let me show you. Let me show you all what we're looking at here. People at home can now see it this week as well. Show to players. There we go. So, appears to be a mask. Approximately six inches square. And it looks like it's made out of gold. So you weren't wrong when you use the word gold. What do I win, Matt? Um, <laughs> my undying love. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> Yes. It depicts a stylized face largely made of blocky geometrical shapes raised from the surface and is solid with no eye holes on it whatsoever. If you want, you can make an archaeological archaeology, sorry, archaeology roll to try and determine some more information or its origin on it. They do an artcraft jewelry. Uh, you can't, but I'm going to make it extreme. Fair enough. As this is specifically to get further details of like extreme. what tribe uh, it would come from. You're unable to determine from looking it over. Oh, oh my goodness, Jaden. Oh <laughs> Yo, you're convinced, you're convinced that you have seen this before. And um, it is not from this region. It's from somewhere else. Where have you been in your travels around the world, Jaden? Where, where have you maybe think that this would come from mostly around the mediterranean before the yeah before things started to, to get iffy uh, in europe so uh that's that's uh i'm sure i've seen things exactly like that in knossos in creta that's some ancient uh minoan uh, civilization yeah, okay, whatever you say. Uh, those Jane, places... sounds, Jane sounds really convincing. <laughs> like, Jane is, like, sure that Ooh, they've seen this convinced. there, and it came Good. from there. With that, <laughs> with that like, huge failure of a role. Like, Jane's seen <sighs> this, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, that's uh, weird. You that say so. Here. I'm not here for my brains, so... Uh, all right, you we, think we, we take it with us? Yeah, but do you think we should go back to Mr. Larkin, or should we go to our own hotel with that thing? I mean, uh, we were gonna, you know, talk to him, and I'm gonna like make some fisticuffs when I say that. We're gonna talk to him, you know, <laughs> get a few answers. So do you, maybe do we, we have found... a bag where we can hide this thing. I mean, I mean, we got it. It, it came. It came with a bag. It's, it's right here. So <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not very discreet. It's not like I have heard that jewelry comes in, in a bag. <laughs> As you're handling this thing, you kind of you're turning it around. You also notice the back of the mask. It's unadorned, but it's like polished, polished to a high sheen, where it's like mm. reflective. It is it is fancy? Whatever. It's just, I mean, expensive. You know, worst case scenario, we sell it, we split the profits, everyone's happy, we buy our tickets back. You know. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't got anything. Anything spare? I got my pockets are filled with other things I stole. So. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Probably just gonna have to take. 
I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, just keep it, uh, but keep it away from the view of Mr. Larkin. Oh, can we look? Is is there more like a satchel, something a bit more discreet? Uh, in the Not room? in this room. There may be what? something in Larkin's, but there is nothing of note in uh, Damon Jones's room. <laughs> let's see. Let's steal one of Larkin's bag. It will yeah. be much less suspicious. His sure, opiate sure. bags. Is that my bag? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got it at the market. All right. So this thing spilled out on the bed. Let's jump back over to LC, Gwen, and Quentin. Quentin was going to retire to his room. Um, yes. I want to have one of those suitcases that mm -hmm. um, is actually a portable bookcase that's got like great big chunky tomes in written in ancient languages i am obscenely wealthy and a historian so i hope that's okay yes and yes. i just want to sort of hit the books i don't want to be any of the named 100%. books or anything special like that <laughs> just sort of a bunch of history books and archaeology books okay could you put yeah. them down to the bar maybe quentin okay yes yeah i, can I don't, I don't want you do being that. on your own at the moment i just i just this is all getting a bit so i, I shall arrive in the bar with a a short rectangular suitcase that contains only books. And when you open the top of it, it's basically like a bookshelf and everything's neatly arranged because of course it is. Of course. And that's well within your spending means. So it would make sense for you to have something like that given your profession and the, and your wealth level. So yeah, you easily. Yes. And like I, I want to hit the history books and start thinking about um i don't know whether actually anthropology might be better your shout really about whether um cults in south american culture or cults in any world culture are linked in any way to these markings these elder signs that you've spoken about that you determine yeah that you remember okay yeah 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 okay i like it i like it uh, so it could you could do a Cthulhu Mythos role, <laughs> or you could do Anthropology, but it'll be um, it'll be a hard role. Still easier than doing a Cthulhu Mythos I, role. I, I know, but it is an option if you want to pull on your Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, you I mean, can. I'm tempted to do. Can I do both? No, you have to choose one or the other. Oh, I'll do Anthropology then. Okay, it'll be and... hard difficulty. Hard difficulty. Here we go. Yes! What? Oh, it's hard difficulty. That mean bit of luck. Go on. 28 luck. Ooh, he spent a lot last week to get that Cthulhu Mythos roll. Are you going to do it? Boom. Oh, yes. How much did you gain <laughs> at the beginning of the session? Is that more than what you gained? You do not want to know how little luck I have left. <laughs> Suffice to say, it's single digit. Yes, I do. Um, okay, <laughs> so you start pouring over your books uh, and trying to piece and tie things together with what, the, with the realization you came to back at the university after viewing some of these things, uh, and you are aware and you've heard of some tribes in Africa that worship this this being, this creature, and these signs. And again, you you it was pieced together last time this this Nerlithotep, and it it comes back to your mind that you've heard of of tribes in um, in Africa, specifically Kenya. You've heard of actually the cult of the bloody tongue 
I'll give you is tied to this, and they're based out. There is an African tribe. Now, this is interesting. Cult of the Bloody Tongue in Africa, attached to the worship of a, a being called Nyarlathotep. Now, that's particularly interesting because the word Nyarlathotep is a hybrid word containing elements of Egyptian script, along with derivations from either Eastern European or South African words. Um, if you look at the Dahomey origins of some of the word roots and some of the hieroglyphic origins of the word roots and bring them together. Anyway, I digress. What do you want to be noticing um, that's here? That's the wrong continent, though, isn't it, old chap? Well, quite the wrong continent for this thing to be appearing on. And yet there are consistent ties between the two. If you look, you've got the cult of the bloody tongue, which is a strong indication of blood ritual magic sort of nonsense the biting the eating the use of the mouth the mouth a is a very powerful thing. ritual access point it um confers power to the soul uh, quite a lot of cultures have an eat of the flesh of your enemies and gain their power kind of thing so there's certainly that element and the fact that there's a similar cult in Africa worshipping the same entity as identified from the rubbings as we have here is indicative that there is some kind of pervasive Ur culture that we're missing something about. So we're beginning to link it together. We're beginning to put the pieces of this puzzle together. Ur culture? Oh, chap, sorry, you're losing me a little bit. Well, it's like a culture that sits behind other culture. Uh, ah. A sort of more basic, primitive, dated, but even more connected culture. Right, right. You know how pyramids appear in Egypt and in South America and in Z Southeast Asia? Sure, Z ziggurats. Ziggurats, pyramids, temples, all adopting a similar sort of shape indicates that there is probably some kind of cultural imperative to build pyramidal or it was an easy structure for early societies i know ah, see no 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 because the easy structure to build would be a block a brick uh, a straight-edged building a pyramid is a non-euclidean well it's a euclidean structure obviously sorry forgive me but it's not a naturally occurring structure it's not something that one looks for in nature and so to conceive of a pyramid first one has to have a concept of mathematics but the pyramids were born in a time before mathematics itself even exists but but, but it's to do with foundations isn't it I, I, anyway i don't know um I, I i trust you you're better read than i am on these things so uh, i'll i'll defer to your 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 knowledge on these things um Quentin. Ben, uh, the chat's in awe of your, uh, your improv speech that you just did. They, they, want, they want to buy you luck, uh, just even based off your speech. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. I love doing those little speeches. Sorry. <laughs> so good. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, you're starting to piece this together, Quentin. Like, it's making sense to you, but Elsie, Gwen, even Jackson. Jackson's still there. This sounds crazy. Jackson's like, I've never heard of a cult of a bloody tongue, and I've been all over the globe. I've written many books about cults, and I've never seen or heard anything like this before. Uh, but to you, Quentin, like, there are, like, lines being connected in your head, but it only makes sense to you. And to everyone else, it almost sounds like you're spouting gibberish. Yes, I have one of those rooms with the red string. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Gwen, LC, is there anything else you want to do to engage with this? Otherwise, we'll jump back to Louie and Jaden as they go. Uh, I think I'll, I'm just going to wait for the others to, to come back. Okay. Yep. Joke's on you. We're not coming back. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> 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 sound of the explosion of the hotel. All right. Let's cut back to Louie and Jaden. So you've got this thing, this, this mask that you have with the polished back. Uh, you got Larkin pass out in the other room. What's the plan? What's the plan? We want to. You're gonna put it in the sack, but you want to find another satchel, possibly yeah. in Larkin's room, to carry it around in. Yeah. So we'll put the mask back in the sack. And then we'll. I mean, there's nothing else here because we. We'll we like go a... to Larkin's room. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I just instruct Louis. Please keep that out of sight of uh, of Larkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, don't put it on his face or anything while he's passed out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that could be funny. You know, if I had a camera, we could do it. Take some pictures. And... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Prank. Yeah. So, put it back into the into the burlap sack. Sure, put it back in the sack. I'm gonna say you left the door cracked open with the intent of going back there. You're not gonna have to pick the lock, or you left it unlocked. So you go back, open it up again. He's still passed out, cold in his bed. Okay, I'm gonna sit on a chair next to the bed, and I'm gonna speak softly to wake him up. Sure. I suggest that Louis is within reach, but in a not already threatening fashion i got a smile you know it's fine <laughs> um I'm gonna... Wait. yep make me a persuade roll as you're waking him up gently waking him yep mr larkin mr larkin it's 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 jason wallace hole as you're gently waking him up, he starts to stir. Uh, uh... Sorry to wake you up, but we ran into some troubles with the police, and we had to to sneak in here discreetly. I'm I'm terribly sorry. He his eyes slowly open. Like it looks like he's struggling to open his eyes. Soon as some of the light hits it, he winces. And he opens him and he turns to you. But he, because of your manner and the way you're approaching him, he's not hes not surprised. He's not intimidated. He's not taken back. He's, he seems relaxed. He's, uh, Mr. Jaden, Mr. Hall, what, what are you doing in my room? What, 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 what time is it? Something terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's uh, What time is it? I actually don't know. It's like, we'll say early afternoon. It's the middle of the day okay. that he's passed out. It's the afternoon. I'm terribly sorry. I should have brought some coffee. But uh, something terrible happened to Mr. Mendoza. What? What? And he sits up. And as he sits up, he notices his shirt's uh, undone. And he sees the tattoo. And he kind of looks at you and quickly... I like, don't acknowledge it. Like... Okay. You don't... He, he he seems kind of relieved. And he starts doing up the buttons on his on his uh, shirt. Uh, Louis, where are you in the in the room while this is happening? Uh, how far is the bedroom from like the front uh, the front door to the apartment? It's like one big room. Like the only okay. separate room itself would be there's like a small like. Then if, if that's the case, I am sink in it. I'm near the near the the door, kind of keeping a listen for anything. Okay. Yeah, but keep but keeping a close eye on, on Jaden, making sure everything's okay. Hand in the pocket. Anything. Sure. Uh, he doesn't really notice you over there. He's just kind of paying attention to Jaden and, and sitting up. He's like, what 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 happened to who? De Mendoza. Yes, uh, something happened to him. Apparently, they found him at a university, and because we are the last people who saw him, the the police 
got me and the others under observation uh, and they told us we could not leave the hotel uh, but uh, we told we didn't tell them about you but we told that we should come tell you what was going on they, they don't know we are we are here uh, apparently mr. Mendoza is been is a suspect in a murder case do, do you know what do you have you known him for a long time no no he, he almost seems relieved like, oh. what, what, what what happened is he is he dead uh, yeah apparently uh, they took him to the morgue but apparently he killed a, a student and he assaulted a professor at the university what? oh my god Listen, I didn't. I never liked him. I, I didn't like him. I knew there was something strange going on with him, but you know, I, 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 I knew something was going. Something was happening. But he, he, he knew where this pyramid was, and I, I'm just so happy I don't have to deal with that monster anymore. He knew what this pyramid was. I didn't like he, him either. But what, what did he knew about this pyramid? Go ahead and make me a hard psychology roll. Both of you can make me a hard psychology roll. Psychology. Oh. Oh my! Can I check how much it would cost me? Yeah, I was gonna say you have a nine. It can't be that much. A four for you to pass, and and Louis, you passed over there on the hard psychology. So yeah, you can spend the four if you want, Jaden, to pass. Where do I click? Click on. I think it's the number four. I clicked on it and spent my number. And then it'll break it out, and you can just click a, a prompt to spend four luck to pass. Ah, yeah. There you go. Beautiful. So two, the two of you, as he's sitting up and he's talking about Dave Mendoza, he's lying. He's not telling you everything. He's not telling the truth. And the two of you are seeing right through it. Right. And he kind of he starts kind of like fixing his hair and he sees the bottle of, of the opiates uh, on the desk next to him and he kind of like kind of turns to cover it up and he starts like sobbing. He's like, I was terrified. He told me I had to I had to go along with him and and and, and 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 he was he was a horrible person. I, I can't I can't believe he's dead. But I'm happy he's finally gone. Yeah yeah it's I'm I'm glad. I mean I, I wish I don't wish ill on anyone, but he he didn't inspire much trust. And uh, if did he did he hurt you? Did he threaten you? Yeah, he he's so- sobbing. He threatened me. He threatened me. He said. That that uh, he he's part of something much bigger than I'll ever understand, and 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 they, they would take my life and kill me if if I dug any deeper. And they were using me as a means to get to this pyramid. They wanted something there. Oh wow! Ah, uh, okay. We should uh, go so to the pyramid. What? There's we got to know more of, of what's going on. This this is more reason to continue on. He, he can't stop us. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but what did he tell you about this organization? Because maybe he was not alone. Uh, maybe there were others. Uh, yes, yes, out. there was others. There's there's others. They're in the Highlands. Um, uh, the, the locals told me of them. They, they, they're like, <sighs> I, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't. When I was over there looking for research, and I encountered that farmer, he also warned me of Damon Doza. But, but, I, I couldn't resist. They threatened my life. The two of you are well, finding like you're finding holes in his story. Like nothing's adding up here. But where where, where did you meet Mr. Mendoza then? Uh, I met him in Puno. In Puno. Okay. Uh wow. But so or, or do or should we proceed now? The the police is keeping an eye on us. 
Uh, we, we don't really have the mean to escape them. We need to get out of here. Those trucks are showing up in... What day is it? He asks. <laughs> what, what, where, what day is it? Who's the president? Um, <laughs> uh, it's, Saturday. it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Okay, we've got we've got two days. Um, perhaps it's we can arrange for some transportation sooner. Maybe we can get on a, a, a on a steamer or something or a train and get out of here to Puno. Um, it might we not, might not get straight there, but we, we should get out. We should get out of Lima. Okay, but we we need to reach back the others. Uh, Where are they? You, well, they're still at the hotel, uh, but. Uh, do, should we should we protect ourselves? I mean, I'm not. I mean, I've got a little experience with firearms, but uh, uh, what should we do? <sighs> I was looking for some excitement when I came here, but uh, this is much more than I expected. Yes, yes, me too. Like I said, I'm just happy that monster is gone. At this point, he notices you over by the door, Louis. And he's like, "Oh, oh, there's." It's not just you, Mr. Hall. Uh, hello, Mr. Salvatore. Oh, no, I, I would not travel alone, especially considering the those recent events, you know. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not a strong and resourceful individual like Mr. Louis here. No one's ever said that about me before, but all right. Listen, uh, uh, Professor, uh, it's been a long day, you know. We got... Uh, I had to answer a lot of questions and uh and in my line of work we've done you know i get a lot of liars you know i get a lot of people who try to tell me things and and they try to lie to me and they you know make up stories and such and uh i'm not as eloquent as uh, as mr hall over here so i'm just gonna say it uh pretty straight out i think you're full of crap and uh what what and he yeah, sits yeah. up and he's like oh what are you what are you accusing me of what? i just get this feeling you're not telling us everything you know it's just uh, it's interesting no, no i don't think you are you know no. i think i'm sh i'm sure mr larkin's been nothing but entirely honest you, you wouldn't lie to me mr larkin would you i've oh. told you everything i've been up front with both of you I don't appreciate this. I'm gonna ring. I'm gonna ring for the police to come here. I, I I'm done with no, this. No, no, no. I don't think that's what you're gonna do. And I'm just gonna like pull my gun out of my pocket at this point. And just like kind of leave it hanging to the side. I, I don't think you can. No, no phone calls right now. No, no. This ain't. Uh, you ain't at the. You ain't at the police station. You don't get one phone call. Uh, I think you. Uh, you might want to answer this man's questions uh, a little bit more honestly and forthrightly if you. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. Mr. Larkin, I'm sure if you omitted something or forgot something, it was not your fault you were just trying to protect us. But please, Louis, calm down. And uh, Mr. Larkin, uh, you can trust us with, with anything. We, we're here to help. We, we're all in this together now. Uh, really, you can trust us. His gaze is fixated on the gun, and he's getting visibly agitated. And he says, put the gun away now. And his tone changes completely. Put the gun away. Okay, I'd like to step to move myself back further into the room, mm -hmm. so that I'm behind Larkin if he moves towards. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, Louis, and I, I will get close to a, a vase, a lamp, or something. Gotcha. <laughs> so you you kind of back up and you get close to a, a, a table that has a, a vase on it. Yeah. And Louis, you've got I'm the... more scared of Louis than I am from Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the gun pointed. Larkin sits up and he's now 
shifts over and he swings his legs over the side of the bed and he stands up and he's looking at you his like his gaze is burning through you Louis. he says put the gun away now or else what what are you gonna do as soon as you ask that his eyes roll back in his head and they turn completely black and he stands up proper and he says I demand respect otherwise you will feel eternal torment beyond human comprehension if you fail to do so and we're gonna end there <laughs> that's a good place to end for this okay. that was a nice session thanks you everyone <laughs> <laughs> so should Gal and I just work on our backup characters over the week <laughs> Perfect, perfect spot to end the session. We're coming up on the end here. Sorry, so, Mr. Nyarlath, no tip, sir. Here's your mask back. Sorry. <laughs> we'll shut the door on our way out. Let's do some roundtables. I see Pete just hit his 2,000-pound stretch goal here while we were streaming. So let's go around. Pete, why don't you go ahead and plug what you've got going on? Dodeca! Yes. Um... So, uh, Dodek has just hit the £2,000 mark, which means the stretch goals are all done. Um, uh, we're going to have more artwork. We're going to have a cool A5 um, mini screen for rolling your lovely 12-sided dice behind. Uh, and that's it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for who's pledged and supported. That's great. Um, please keep coming, though, because there's loads of cool stuff that you can get on that on it. Um, there's, you can get five um system agnostic um adventure locations that i've created and are available on drive through rpg you can get them at one of the, uh, some of the pledge levels as well um our other shows this week just before we move on tomorrow we have a ranger squadron um episode three uh our x-wing pilots took on some tie fighters last week and we'll see where they go this week on thursday we've got the last episode of uh why i'm a fancy role play uh, fourth edition um, Enemy in Shadows, so that's cool and I'll let Ben talk about uh, Alien Very good. Um, Megan? Anything to say on the... If, if, uh, if you got more stuff to say, you can keep going. Nope, nope, go. Sorry, I didn't mean to... <laughs> I didn't know if I no, cut no, Pete fine, off. Sorry. Fine. You've got to cut me off, I'll keep talking for hours. <laughs> oh, that was a British fine. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. <laughs> now I've done it. Um, I nothing other than stay awesome, be kind to one another, stay safe, uh, have fun, watch, watch lots of um, lots of your favorite people on um, all sorts of screens, and we'll see you next week. Very good. Caleb? Well, it pales in comparison to the $2,000 uh, of Dodeca, <laughs> but thanks to Aaron Upchurch, I've exceeded my goal tonight uh, on my Patreon. So there's a new website coming from the Royce Podcast. I will make a post with that and probably a video demonstration. Tokyo, thank you so much, uh, Aaron. I really appreciate it. And uh, you were looking for a few games, maybe with the gauntlet, which I highly recommend to check. Uh, let's tweet and let's discuss it. I recommend it to everyone. It's next weekend. It's the Gauntlet Open Community Games uh, weekend, an extended weekend from Thursday to Sunday. And there's a lot of cool game you can join for free with awesome people. So I highly recommend people to get, check it out. 
And uh, check my show also, The Race Podcast, uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts and all your usual. And you can look at uh, all lame, the old website is before you. We release a, a new one in a, in a couple of weeks, maybe more. Very cool. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. for Aaron is a good guy. Yes. He's been yeah. very supportive of Kill Today, Die Tomorrow as well. Jeff, where can we find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. That's where we play a variety of tabletop role-playing games. We're off uh, for the rest of this week. So our next game is going to be Monday uh, night. Uh, we're going to be playing Alien. Matt's going to try to uh, kill more people, blow yep. up more ships, as has been his way. A as in, in people, in though, you mean crew members, like my fellow yeah, players. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we had our first taste of, uh, of Xenomorphs last time. So uh, come check that out. That's 9 uh, Central, so like U.S. time. Uh, there's math that you could do to convert that, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah, so that's our next game. And then we also have coming in March, uh, we're going to be having a Things from the Flood game uh, over on Free League Publishing Channel, and we should be starting a Delta Green game late March in, on our own channel. So that's what's coming up. Delta Green's great. Ben, what do you have going on? I am a Garblag retweet bot. Um, if it's happening, it's probably happening on Garblag. So uh, tomorrow we've got star wars ranger squadron which is not about rancors piloting x-wings oh. i get it wrong every week i get confused turns out they don't fit um on thursday we've got warhammer fantasy role playing is it the last one or the second to last one i can never remember last one last one there we yep. go uh, our finale for season one of the enemy within which is cool um, last week, I managed to make my holy vows, which means I'm free of my family. On Friday, it's Alien, What Lies Beneath, part three of my Alien short game featuring guest stars from Diesel Shot. Guest star from Diesel Shot, I guess. Diesel Shot. And next week, we've also got on Thursday is me plugging Free League now. Matt's Forbidden Lands oh, that's right. <laughs> game. I keep forgetting. Yes, Thursday. Thursday, the 25th? Yes. Yes. Our monthly... I'm just trying to kill time for the next 10 seconds because there's a prediction on chat <laughs> I know which characters are going to die next session. <laughs> next week. Yes. Well, We've also got Land... our Traveller show starting next Thursday. We have well, got Traveller starting next Thursday. And I'm done. And I did it. I managed to long it out long enough for the submission prediction thing to end. So, Matt, over to die. you. All right. Thank you. I have uh, my zine quest zine kill today, die tomorrow uh, on Kickstarter right now. There's six days left, I believe, on it. It is funded and we are smashing stretch goals. So uh, get in on that if you like spaghetti, western, light rules, high action sort of games. Um, we've already unlocked also a weird western uh, supplement to tack on there. I've got some ideas for maybe some other themes that we can tack on as well. Maybe uh, Space Western stuff we can put on there. Uh, we just unlocked Character Sheet uh, right before we went live here. So yeah, get in on that. Where can you find me the rest of this week? I'm going to be over on Orkensplatter TV on Thursday as part of their Once a Month Forbidden Lands game. I'm a player in there. I finally get to be a player in my favorite fantasy-based game. And that's fun. That'll be our second session. Next week, uh, Tuesday, you'll find us back here for more Masks and Irelithotep. And next week, Thursday, Forbidden Lands with Ben and Millie and many more guests over on uh, Free League Publishing's channel. Uh, huge thank you to Sirenscape 
for providing the the soundtrack to our game i think is the best way to put it uh it is totally added to the atmosphere and the feel and the tone of it uh you can catch the show now on podcast as well so just kind of ups thank that you, Sirenscape feel thank you millie and thank you to chaosium for providing some starter set give giveaways uh for the next few weeks on our show huge thank you can't uh, thank the two companies enough for showing their support for our game and thank you to all the viewers who have joined us every week we have quite a bit of a following going on here and a little community building up as we make our way through masks and Autotep, both on twitch and on youtube and thank you to the players for being so wonderful every week have a great week everyone and we'll see you on tuesday